This is In Search of the Pluriverse. We are Sophie Pierre and Eric Wong. Join us on our quest for a world in which many worlds fit. We were invited by Het Nieuwe Institute to be the first curators of their traveling academy. You can follow us online at pluriverse.hetnieuweinstituut.nl Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. The space we're in today is uh, pretty crowded. That's also because our uh, nomadic blanket rug tent uh, is being prototyped here this morning and it's it's not in its best uh, iteration yet, but uh, it feels good, feels nice and warm. Light is uh, reddish yellow because there's a flag around the light bulb in the studio or actually I should say storage space of Fanfare on Da Costacade 154 here in Amsterdam. And the weather outside is a bit overcast. It w- there was a big drizzle this morning feels like the day hasn't really started yet, even though it's 11 a.m. We have a kitchen in the back, hot coffee on the table with Eric's favorite blanket to make it even cozier. <laughs> and we're in the delightful company of Miguel Hervas Gomez. And we talk with him today uh, in our second warming up talk towards the pluriverse. And yeah, Miguel, you were born in, I did some research, <laughs> you were born in April 1985. So in the heat of the corona crisis, you turned 35. Exactly, yeah. Which is a beautiful age, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but I didn't celebrate it. It's a, yeah. It wasn't possible. It was not possible. Well, internally, maybe you thought, well. Yeah, I, I did the hard exercise. Yeah. Um, you do a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And that's maybe also why we talk with you, because you, you, you materialize or you represent a new way of working, we think. You are, for instance, um, a workshop manager at the at the Gerrit Rietveld bookbinding workshop, but you're also going to teach at Sandberg at the new temporary master disarming design, and you teach at the preparatory course for the Rietveld bachelor, and you're also a member of this fanfare institution or collaborative or cooperative, or we're going to talk about that later. And you also have another sort of platform that you work with and for, which is called Karne Kids. Yeah. So your your CV uh, sort of explodes of hyperlinks, which turn into other hyperlinks. So it's it's really you're a networker or a network based designer. Is designer is graphic design, by the way, still something that fits that fits your profession? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, still it, it works for me, and it allows me also to be a little bit versatile or have like multi. Uh, directional um, practice in a way yeah but uh, and I still have to say why we are actually here um, so Sophie Krier and me Eric Wong we're starting this uh, search for the pluriverse and Sophie's going to tell in a minute what that pluriverse actually entails but what we're going to do is that we're going to travel through Europe we're going to visit five locations and and apart from these we're going to go to Istanbul for instance to Casablanca to Berlin but also to two remote areas in Europe, the Isle of Mull and the Asturias, which is a, an autonomous region in Spain. Um, and we're going to look for new design mentality or new design methods. Um, so it's time for us to sort of 
pack our bags, take our microphones and go into Europe, especially at those fringes and borders, because we think that interesting things happen at fringes and borders, where one thing ends and another thing begins, and see what we can record. So, Sophie, <laughs> what about that pluriverse that I was talking about? Maybe, Miguel, you can uh, read. I wrote it down. I wrote this one sentence down. Queros. Queremos un mundo donde quepan muchos muchos mundos. Pensamiento autonómico. Comunalidad. Diseños otros. Buen vivir y sentir pensar con la tierra. Thank you. Well, I couldn't have pronounced it like that. So, so what you just listed, um, if I would freely translate it right now, is... We want a world in which many worlds fit. We want autonomous thought. We want comunalidad, uh, which I'm going to ask you in a second what that means. We want another kind of design, design otherwise. Buen vivir, which here in the West, um, um, it maybe resonates with movements like degrowth, uh, economic degrowth. Is sentir pensar con la tierra, uh, feeling, thinking with the earth. So how to inhabit this earth with the earth. And uh, all that, that whole list refers to a book, Designs for the Pluriverse, by the Colombian anthropologist, but also uh, indigenous rights activist, Arturo Escobar, uh, that we've taken as an editorial framework for this whole research the coming two years. Um, and this book is really a, a collection. I mean, it draws on so many fields of thinking, philosophical, but also eco-feminism. It also draws on indigenous struggles uh, for land rights. And one of the main things that the book focuses on is this idea of autonomous design, uh, which Escobar describes as the realization of the communal. So it's very interesting that for him, autonomy is far from the idea of um, individual autonomy, the way you could think or about individuality, it here. Which or is individuality, which yeah, in it's Autonomy is by definition relational for Escobar, and it pays attention to commoning, and it's about fostering, and I'm quoting him now, non-state-centered, non-liberal, non-capitalist forms of organization. So that's a mouthful. So I, I, I'm wondering, Miguel, for you, coming, f you come from the region of uh, Catalonia, in mm -hmm. also an autonomous region uh, in Spain. So y I think you are both Catalan and Spanish, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, I mean, technically I'm Spanish, but uh, like officially, let's say, in my ID, but I like, um, I also feel Catalan, so I, I you could... Mean your, pa your passport is Spanish, but you feel also Catalan? Yeah, yeah, I can feel Catalan, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you've moved to uh, the Netherlands, I think, about 10 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so how does, how does that work for you to, to have that double original nationality let's say and then also now to live and work here i mean for me because uh, it's sort of a privileged position where I'm, I'm out of there but i still i mean if i see myself i watch the news in sp like from the spanish tv and i'm it's i'm always kind of daily fit by a spanish reality so and i mean lately as you know um, there have been a lot of um problems with identity and also like wi between the Catalan government and the Spanish government. Um, it seems to be hardening, no? Like the, the, the yeah, hardening. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's something that comes from really, really long time ago, but like the um, economic crisis in 2008 kind of accentuated it and um, make it more visible in a way. Can you, can you take us through that? Because, uh, I mean, the Catalan region is a very prosperous or uh, economically very dynamic, very thriving yeah. region of, of Spain. It's one of the motors, let's say, with the Basque country um, and Madrid, uh, of course. And yeah, 
now with this or like in 2008 with the crisis economic crisis they they were also asking a little bit more autonomy in the government and the Catalan government and at the end Spanish government didn't didn't um, allow it and also if you with economic crisis then a lot of um, people were saying that you know um, we are paying too much taxes or to Madrid and this is like um, we want more autonomy and and so forth. So this call for identity and for autonomy is also economically driven. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think in this case, actually, it's it's based on on this, or um, which I find it a little bit pity. But um, it's moving towards a move of separation. It sounds like of difference rather than. I think this is going to be endless stories. I, I I don't see the moment that that's going to really happen. I th- I think also doesn't really make sense. I mean, um, in mm. the moment we are living, where Europe kind of it's dictating also what uh, what countries within the EU has to do and stuff so uh, in this moment to kind of think about putting one extra border and one I don't know I don't I don't really see that mm-hmm. but you're living outside of Spain now you seem to distance yourself a bit from that dispute between Madrid as a at the Spanish government and the the, the yeah, Catalonia government yeah. Um, do you see yourself as an internationalist? I mean, what what color is your flag, Miguel? <laughs> I feel home in international airspace, and I I yeah I like to I don't know I th- I feel Catalan I feel Spanish, but now I'm slowly feeling Amsterdamer and some sort of Dutch. Uh, slowly becoming so I and I also enjoy that. So why I should uh, I don't know I see it like reshaping and fluid in a way and. For me, yeah, this is, I mean, I don't like flags, let's say. <laughs> and if I have to have one, it's black. Anarchist, pirate. Yeah, punk. Yeah, also. Punk, yeah. pirate, anarchist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that tone is set, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> So you you've grown you grew up in uh, Catalonia, and um, I guess you also grew up with this sense of communal autonomy there. Um, Escobar mentions this term comunalidad that you pronounce so well. What the, what is it actually? Because it's something different than community, right? I mean, comunalidad it's what brings together the community itself. Or what's like in the in between the me- like each member of the community itself. Uh, so it's kind of like the binding or the glue, or I don't know. You can call it many ways, but it's basically the um, energy or that is in between those people that is actually making the community happen. And is that is that something that also you uh, work with? Is it a is it a concept that you recognize also in your own practice? Yeah, yeah. I I mean. Yeah, since long time ago, I, I I've been always involved and in self-organized um, different collectives from um, making concerts or doing radio also uh, in Squat uh, FM. Like when I was sixteen, so almost twenty years ago, or yeah, and so basically I I've been always involved in many many roles within different communities and some of them they were linked some of them not some of them disappeared and some of them still go on so you consider yourself to be a graphic designer still but how could you describe your position within that very complex field in 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 where we all have to function Mm -hmm. 
like producers, messages, form, events, uh, publishing, a, a lot of different defined uh, peer groups or audiences. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just feel I think in, in my case uh, comfortable on the shadows uh, per se and like kind of in between spaces or in between people um, and kind of like networking and connecting dots and um, because it's something that every every time kind of changes and drifts and it's not always the same so and then I find it kind of interesting also to um, to work around that and so in the shadows for you means that you don't want to be in the center or to be very well you want to be you, you want to be able to step out of things right yeah I, li I like um yeah to to kind of shape things that um they are not like um relying on individuals but more like in the structure itself and i found it interesting when it this structure is actually generating by by itself already the uh, the content and the the things to happen in More a way yeah. in a way it's you're actually doing exactly what uh, escobar describes as autonomous design let me let me read it out to you autonomous design has as its main goal the realization of the communal understood as the creation of the conditions for the community's ongoing self-creation and he then he also talks about uh, the structural coupling with their globalized environments because he doesn't see autonomy as something folded on up onto itself, but also always something in relation to international earth space or how you mentioned it before. Um, so indeed, I mean, how does that maybe we can also make a, a very concrete case study here because we I mean, we you and I meet now for the in real life for the first time because of the pandemic, but we've been working together over the past months. Uh, on the graphic identity, if I can call it like that, of In Search of the Pluriverse. And very concretely, you've designed uh, what we call a web cover for our web magazine at Head New Institute. So maybe you can talk us through it and we can go there for a second and we can describe a little bit for the our listeners. Yeah, so we have these different locations, um, as you said, and that's like the program is hap it's going to happen during two years. So when I when I got this uh, assignment or start working for it, I, I immediately wanted to um, directly link these physical spaces uh, and then by using forecasts, it was kind of a playful thing, I think, or I found it really interesting to reflect on uh, on the real time uh, on life forecast of these different- Weather forecast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Weather, weather conditions, weather conditions, forecast, yeah. right? It's it's like here and now. Yeah, exactly. And by um, yeah, doing it constantly, so this is always again in movement, and it's always shifting, and it's something that you can predict really accurate. So when people go to the website, you see a screen that is split up in five uh, parallel uh, vertical banners, and they all represent one of the five destinations that we plan to visit and that's uh, Casablanca, Berlin, Osteria, Isle of Mull and Istanbul. And I see the the words in search of the pluriverse on the screen, but I also see some dynamics happening. Mm -hmm. So now maybe you can take and I see a lot of past it's it's uh, it's it's a it's quite celebration fuzzy. of pastel colors <laughs> that needs to be said as well. Um so and it's like we have a text running which is the title of the the program itself it's called in search of the pluriverse 
and this is divided on the five columns and each of the columns um, the text is responding differently to the weather conditions right now right Ri right now so uh, at the moment in istanbul it's um it's clear sky and it's about 23 degrees um in berlin uh now is scattered clouds and it's about like 18 degrees and I have to describe what you're doing now for our listeners because our listeners can't see what you're doing. So you're actually shifting between two screens, mm -hmm. one which is the web cover and the other which is a kind of legenda. It looks incredible. I would like to print a poster of it. <laughs> but that's the legenda which is, let's say, the back, that's the backstage yeah, that's the with back which you created this. The mm -hmm. back end of the uh, identity itself. So we created these conditions um, and these different parameters that they are responding uh, simultaneously, um, yeah, w on the different locations. So, for instance, um, the text um, responds to temperature, so it goes to lowercase and 100% kerning if it's really cold, and all caps minus 100 kerning if it's really hot. And there are also all these parentheses, like I can see, like in in Asturias right now, there are these parentheses, like. Yeah. mixing in with the, the the letters like what what does that mean that's when it gets really cloudy because in asturias now it's broken clouds and it's about 15 degrees um and when this is going on then uh, a lot of parentheses in form of clouds are parentheses are brackets that's what the yeah, brackets, brackets are yeah brackets yeah are creating this sort of cloudy feeling um and all the color scheme it's really gray because it's there is not much sun at the moment at Asturias. So the weather conditions are purely represented by uh, by typographic, typographic elements, elements. glyphs. Yeah, basically yeah. All the whole identity is based on how the weather forecast um, um, affects to a type uh, typography. Then and you see here in the working your the way you like to work because you made this but it runs by itself, so you can step out of it right now. Yeah, yeah, that's... And that it still works. But how does it run by itself? The, the data comes from a server, which is like collecting all the different forecasts, and it's a service that we had to um, to get, because in, uh, this as an open source, it's hard to... What do you mean, to get to buy? Yeah, yeah, we buy because um, the open source or, or the free ones, it's it has a limit of uh, visitors. Um, so Damn it, so we're part of this data economy. And uh, people are capitalizing on are using these data. Yeah. But, but that's the way it works. Yeah, yes. I didn't know before doing this project that there is companies actually dealing with <laughs> the weather data and, and, and trading with it. And um, because we're going to have to make one of these ourselves, right? You've actually even created a template for us in InDesign so that we can make our own artworks for Instagram. So our listeners will be able to see today's weather and so what uh, what are the ingredients just to wrap this up yeah I, again like I, I like to create this set of tools or toolbox for uh for in this case for you guys for doing the communication while all this program is is running and um and here uh, it's also the legenda is part of and um, where we have the different kind of uh, weather forecasts and conditions that can affect to the identity clear sky few clouds scattered clouds broken clouds shower rain but today is like gray or not today it's 
Yeah, uh, gray is not in there. Let's keep it simple. It's a gray day. Yeah, it's broken clouds. Yeah. Broken um, clouds. Yeah. Rain, thunderstorm, snow, and atmosphere. I think we're going to publish this this legenda anyway. We're going to print it. Yeah, I mean, it's really good to see. It's really nice. Because that's something in your work that I find pretty interesting, Miguel, apart from working collective and also trying to make yourself obsolete during the process so that things can run autonomously by themselves or not with you in the center of things. But the other thing is that you sort of play around with readability. You make it not like super easy to to read these weather conditions, for instance, on the web cover. How, how does that work for you? Yeah, I, I, I just also, I, I wanted to, in this case, to reflect also um, sort of mimicking where like if you have really sun and the sun is coming to your screen, then it's really hard to, to read. And uh, maybe if you are at night in your bed and then it's really fully readable. Um, so playing with the, that readability um, and making it a, a little bit hard also to, or to understand in the first stage, but then I think if you look at details, then you can... Um, well, you create literally a language that we haven't seen before, so it's completely new. So it's kind of a like a technological perception of weather that mm -hmm. you've given us here, which is interesting because I, I just maybe a last question is how you see, because Escobar is quite critical also of technology uh, and creating also separation and difference um, and preventing people from living dignified lives, but you are really using technology, right, to actually publish and to sh share the message you want to say. So, Yeah, I, th I think I don't see I don't see technology as a per se an enemy or something. Uh, I, I, I see it also as a tool and something I think we have to use um, because we are living in this in this time. Otherwise, but you also seem to enjoy technology because it makes you able to yeah, it's something that I mean usually to multiply the your work or to sort of send it out in the world. Yeah, also experiment a little bit, and as soon as technology is involved, then it's new things, and new, um, yeah, new paths that maybe can be taken in another direction. Or uh, I like also to misplace the tool itself. Like, so what happens if um, I don't know? You publish a book uh, in tinder i don't know or you know yeah, yeah, exactly so yeah so sort of like a crossover so you're yeah. creating indeed yeah. like diagonals again. Yeah. yeah so miguel you were trying to make yourself obsolete for this process which is not going to happen because we ask you to stick around can you tell us a little bit about how you're going to do that because we ask you to be part of the search of the pluriverse because you fit so well in so what are you going to do so at the moment as i understood um I my position will be s in some sort of um, footnotes, so on all your research and trajectory of the program, I will pop up um, now and then with some sort of uh, text in form of a cloud, uh, like condensed, where I will maybe um, note or reflect what is going on on the in your research. And also, um, kind of making amplifying in a way the the universe of the identity that the typography and how that responds to forecasts and how like typography can give you like also atmospheric feeling in a way. Okay, well, we're it's really nice. Yeah, we're really happy to have you as our mental footnote. So Thank welcome on board, Miguel. Thank you very well, uh, very much, Miguel, for this talk. Yes. Thank you. This was uh, In Search of the Pluriverse. 
stay tuned for the next warming up uh, talk, which we'll publish soon on our Instagram channel at In Search of the Plurivers. Uh, and for more background on this project, you can go to plurivers.headnewinstitute.nl. And under the tab about the Plurivers, you can also find uh, more links. We're also we'll be collecting the references that Miguel has mentioned on the SoundCloud channel, where this podcast will be published. And you can also download a version of the book. And we would really like you to comment on the book, but also, for instance, on this weather forecast or this magazine cover that Miguel made for Inserted Plurivers, because this should become an interactive uh, project. So the more voices, the better.